means all sorts of things in rugby, including Christmas derbies across Wales. It's time to look at the community game on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear about how important universities are in developing talent, but first we'll take a deep dive into the state of the community game in Wales. It's recovering from the COVID period, of course, but there are plenty of new schemes such as Dusky WRU, an online initiative to improve the openness of rugby clubs, run by WRU's head of places, Ang Harrod Collins, that give you hope for change maybe at club level. Plenty of WRU Community Board Chairman John Manders to discuss with Rob Cole. What sort of shape do you think the Welsh rugby clubs in the community game are in? Yeah, it's been a difficult time in the last few years, hasn't it? But I think, I don't know, I think there's an appetite for improvement in all clubs. And I think we all realise that we, we've got to galvanise everybody. And I think most clubs have. The ones I'm speaking to are trying their best to encourage players back, encourage uh, you know, youngsters to come back as well. So I've, I've got a generally fairly good feeling that things are going to be all right. Mm. Uh, you know, using the old Iltidians as an example, you know, we, we've got a few youngsters, we've got a few older players. It's, just got a feeling we'd be all right. We've got promotion and relegation back this yeah. season as well, yeah. which seems to be a key part of it as well. Yeah. Where you are in the ladder is important, but if there's no jeopardy, it's not quite the same. No, and I think, you know, again, COVID was difficult, wasn't it? Trying to manage expectations, manage games, it was so difficult. But last year, was we come out of that. I think going back to the standard two up, two down, primarily, we'll add the jeopardy, we'll add the excitement again. Yeah, I think that's going to be a real positive for us. And a lot of the initiatives, John, that are coming out of Ang Harrod's department as yeah. well, head of places, so to speak, the liaison between the union and the clubs probably has never been greater and never been better, has no, it? No, I think one of the, uh, to be honest, one of the things I took two or three years ago, two and a half years, I think it is now, since I've been involved, there were some gaps. We, we were ad hoc helping, I think it was for union, and Geraint and his team, including Ang Harrod knows head of places, plus all the other heads of departments, Chris and Liam, etc. Chris, uh, Chris Allen, Liam Scott. We are now able to support clubs far better. And uh, you know, with Dusky WIU there now, there's so many opportunities now where we can add help. It's not just a telephone call. We'll send individuals to help who have the skill sets to help. And I think once the clubs realise that and get the understanding, then at least uh, I think it's a huge benefit. I mean, many clubs are using it already, and I think once the um, they fully understand what's available now and it's not just we're not just voicing it we can actually action it and Ang Harrison has a huge amount of work and again it's uh, guidance says amazing so yeah. we're now in a position where we've got one bodies skill sets come in to help support clubs who might be in difficulty or oh, not in difficulty want to enhance it grow which is the biggest thing for me yes indeed. improve enhance you know let's get our volunteer basis get our let's get supporters involved let's utilize our mini and junior sections and many adults there who want to get involved but somehow we miss a bit yeah. there's so many opportunities now i think yeah. for growth and um it's not all about playing is it the other point about inclusion and diversity is that that applies to all the facilities we've got and more people coming into better prepared more welcoming clubhouses Huge. means greater revenue Absolutely. potentially more in volunteers yeah. and, and a the better more atmosphere welcoming we make it is the yeah. key isn't it i mean i think in the modern world we're in the diverse world we're in we have to be an open 
access accessible place for everybody. I think we're moving in that direction very well. I think it's always been open, but yes. if we open the door and invited, yes. I think we've opened the door, now yeah. we say we're open and now we're going yeah. to invite. So, yeah. and encourage and uh, try and. I, I'm very excited actually. I think we're moving in, very, in the right direction. I really do think we are. So, as chairman of the uh, community game with 270 odd clubs, you've got a big responsibility, but yeah. you're also on the main board as well. Yeah, yeah. We're seeing a lot of changes there. A new um, a CEO coming in, and Abby Turney, uh, uh, first woman to hold that position. It was interesting seeing the new chairman, the new chief executive, and then Nigel in his new role, Nigel yep. Walker in his role, sat on the top table, and you just got this feeling of, that's an impressive think tank. It's, uh, you know, I, what, what I'm gaining from, and I was involved in some of the process of getting these individuals on board, which was great. What I felt from everyone, including Nigel, which is, he's never lost, is passion for the game of rugby. Mm. And um, yeah, the skill sets are huge uh, in terms of what they can bring to the to Welsh Rugby Union and the commercial aspects and all the other business side of things. But honestly, driven through all of that was passion and passion for rugby. And if they do half what their passion is showing they do, we'll be in a great place. Yeah. Keep good individuals. So, Dawn Bowden mentioned the difficult period that Welsh rugby's yeah. been yeah. through. Yeah. Uh, and how we've we've managed to come through it. We, we seem to be, maybe because of that hiatus, in a much better place to move forward from a governance point of view, from a communication point of view, and from many aspects. I think, I think we can't lose sight of the fact that we, pre any TV programmes and highlighting issues, which were, you know, bursting the bubble is always good. Sometimes you've got to lance the boil to move forward, haven't you? And, yes. you know, that's fine. But I think. We mustn't forget that Welsh Rugby Union were already moving in this direction, trying really hard to improve governance, change things, pre any sort of yeah. intervention like a programme, I mean, like the TV programme. So what I'm seeing is a continuation of that. It's yeah. huge, actually. Yeah. That it's, and now we're getting the fruit of it. Don't forget, mind, we've still got the recommendations to, get to follow from the review. You know, we're on that journey, yeah. so we, we can see it. So I'm feeling quite positive. I have to admit, beginning of last year, maybe not so. Mm. Thinking, gosh, are we going to get through this? But I just got a good feeling. I think mm. we'd certainly get some sense of normality, if yeah. that makes sense, so, with the additions I've mentioned. Yeah. We've just been through the restructuring of the board, which is at the top level, which is very important. But what about your council members and the, the boots on the ground, if you want? I mean, they are very important people within the grand scheme of, uh, of Welsh rugby, Huge. aren't they? Huge, and um, you know, I use the word passion about uh, Abby and Richard and, of course, Nigel, but we have a group of volunteers, and people forget that, a group of volunteers who give many, many hours per week because they're passionate. You know, we don't always get it right to work hard to get it right. So what we got is a, a passionate group of individuals, which is changing. We're losing quite a lot of experience, probably half a dozen of our colleagues leaving. Time, time's up. And we've a, a fresh impetus then of new individuals who I'm sure will come in with the same passion. Because, you know, to come into some the role that they come into and the, the time they have to give to it without payment, without, you know, no pats on the back doing this, it's, it's, it's passion and it yeah. drives it. I'm proud of them all, to be honest, yeah. because the work they put in, which is unseen, over and above what they do in their own clubs anyway. You know, it's nice to have the new INEDs coming on board as well. But it is that desire to serve as well, because that's what they do, they serve. Unbelievable. You know, I, I tried to explain to one of my uh, former rugby colleagues, who's you know, a, a, a former British lion, who, who I sat with him at a pint the other day and he said, what do they do? And I told him, he said, what? 
and I did, these are volunteers. Mm. And you know, from subcommittees to management groups, working groups, from everything from tackle height to equalities to finance to audit to audit risk, safety on the field, and they've all got responsibilities. You did mention the 40 phone calls a day either. Of course, I get that. That's, that's and, me. And, and, the shout, and the shouting down the phone at you. Yeah, and the text after Wales lose, that's always yes. a good one for there. But yeah, so I think with the passion we've got and with the new impetus we have, I think it's really positive. Yeah. So I, I think the other thing that we need to maybe explode the myth of is the gravy train you ride on with blazers. I mean, it, does that get to you at all? It's on occasion you think, oh God, people talk nonsense. Um, they, people get confused. Professional rugby and community rugby, amateur rugby over here. All the elected members really have nothing to do with professional rugby. And it's key. And but you know, we get pundits saying blazers running this it's complete nonsense. And of course we've got female women uh, colleagues now who are who are on the on the board as well. So it doesn't annoy me. I just wanted it'd be nice to get that clarity sometimes. Yeah. The passionate individuals have volunteered to try and help Welsh rugby for free. They don't get paid and they don't touch professional rugby. So I, I do get a little bit when you read in Twitter saying Oh, it's a gravy train making decisions on. No one makes no. a decision on professional no. rugby except the people in the yeah. right place to do it. And, and you know, there are 274 clubs, yeah. Anghard yeah, was yeah, saying, yeah. which is amazing. And a number and, of others who were yeah. affiliated. And we're almost 150 years old in yeah. six years' time, yeah. and every community is served by a rugby club, or here we are in Alpenathians, by two just yeah. to kick across the road. Yeah. So something has been done reasonably well by a lot of free volunteers over a long period of time. 100 percent and uh, they, they're not freeloaders are they the, the word gravy train these are people who are, like me although i give up 20 30 hours a week sometimes for no pay i don't want any pay yes. <laughs> i do it because i love rugby and i want us to improve and enhance the game of rugby mm. it's the only reason we do it so i'd stand my ground with anyone on that yeah okay we, we go on the trips we go to see our team play because we're managing the team we're part of that management yes, process yeah. so but that's just part of the rule it's yes. not um, just that's with every other rugby union, but that's oh, and any rugby club. Yes. If they all pay, they take their management team yeah. to play in France, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, it's good. There's yeah. no difference. No. So, no. but yeah, but I'm very positive. Mike. Yeah. I, I, I'm feeling good about everything. Yeah. Got my fingers crossed that we don't have any huge issues through the rugby club. And right that now. the weather's good for us. It, it knocked us for six last season. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. They're always just as it. So, I think we're moving in the right way now. Yeah. I think we're getting in listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Well, that's good to hear. Of course, the community game is where the stars of the future all come from, but how they get to the top level is another interesting part of it, the development pathway. The universities can play a big part in that. Osprey's fullback Max Nagy is out injured again at the moment, but he came up through Swansea University and Swansea Rugby Club to become in an Osprey's regular before that injury. For me personally, I haven't been sort of released from academy from a, from a, a young, young age. Um, you almost feel like, you know, there's no other routes really into rugby. But what Swansea provided for me was a great, great education platform, firstly. And then, you know, a very high standard of rugby week in, week out, which only developed me as a player. And I think the University League and that around the whole UK is only growing. So the relationships between different pro clubs and the Uni League is only going to become a stronger a stronger pathway for players like myself. And it, yeah, 
games are televised and stuff, so players get that exposure and they're exposed to different pressures. So, yeah, it benefits every individual and clearly helped me on my progression towards the Ospreys. And helped you, I suppose, go through that period of maturity from, as you, you say, sort of released 18, 19 from Northampton, wasn't it? And Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a nice, I wouldn't say it doesn't ease a player into senior rugby, but it's definitely a nice stepping stone, I feel. You know, it can be quite daunting for any player if they're 17, 18, going straight to playing with fully grown men. So probably playing with players similar similar ages definitely helps their development, you know, and doesn't hinder it at all. And then just in terms of the Ospreys pathway to go through Swansea RFC, I mean, from the outside, that almost seems like seamless progression and talent spotting. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, you could say seamless, but there was a lot of effort by coaches and staff behind the scenes to slowly progress it. I was involved with the Ospreys Academy when I was first coming into university. So there was always a sort of link there. And then I progressed through the uni, obviously, to the, the Swansea White stuff, which can't thank them enough for helping me on my journey. And then, yeah, progressing towards Ospreys because Swansea White's gave me that, that exposure at a senior level to improve as a player and a person, really. And finally, the thoughts of everyone at the WIU are with the family of former Wales captain Brian Price, who passed away this week at the age of 86. The man who led Newport to victory over the All Blacks in 1963 and led Wales to a triple crown in 1969. One of Wales's great second rows. 32 caps for Wales, four caps for the British and Irish Lions. After he finished playing, he shared his great knowledge of the game as a pundit on BBC Radio Wales. One of the nicest men in the rugby world. Until next week from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye.